Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And this is Two Sober Chicks. Welcome back to our third in a series of 12 podcasts, each dedicated to a step. To a single step. And so right now we're on step number three. The last of the discernment steps. What does that mean, Julie? Discernment is to look at something with clarity or to assess something for what it is. Okay. So step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. The simplified um, translation is decided to let the power greater than myself help and care for me. Um, I've heard it talked about too, the uh, steps one and two are sort of the introspective reflection. Mm -hmm. You are investigating and thinking Mm -hmm. And then step three is where you actually take action. You begin, you make a decision. Yes. So you make that decision and then you lead into the next group of steps, which are the action steps. Yep. Four to nine. Right. So here we are, we are actually making a decision of in or out. Yep. One and done. (laughs) One and done. Or God is not. What's it going to be? What's the decision? Um, and for a lot of people, this can also screw everybody up too. Cause if you, you know, spend a lot of time, well, what is God? Is there a God? What if I don't believe in God? Then you can get stuck here for a while. Well, thank God they have, as we understood him at the end. Right. That's what does why that I love mean? It. I, first of all, this is, I think the, the whole program of people coming as who they are from whatever background they come from hinges on that as we understood him. Because I'm not telling you it has to be Jesus or Buddha or Allah or Mother Earth or whatever. Um, Now, it does say God, Mm -hmm. which can be hard for some people, which I get, especially when we ended up in recovery. Like, we feel abandoned and forsaken, and how could God have let all of this happen? Mm -hmm. But I heard a lot of good um, acronyms for God. Like, what's the difference between God and higher power? Just a name. God can mean good orderly direction, great outdoors, good old dad, greatest of deities, gift of destiny, grow or die, whatever. You get to define it however you want to define it. Gift of desperation. Oh, I like that. Group of drunks. (laughs) And it goes on. Yeah, yeah. The group of drunks one is good for a lot of people because if you, you know, let's say you're at that place where you're like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to believe in a power greater, but you can believe in this group that you are attending. You can go to a meeting at AA. You obviously keep coming back for a reason because you see these people are sober and they have some semblance of sanity, which you as of yet do not have. Mm -hmm. So they are a group of former drunks that you can rely on. A goffed. A goft of former drugs. (laughs) Yes. Um, That you can begin to rely on. And that really in itself is what this step is all about. You are becoming reliant upon something or someone greater. Which is faith. That's the spiritual principle of step three is faith. Mm -hmm. And faith is a decision as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Like I decide to trust and believe. That's what faith is. Trusting and believing. Even when you don't can't prove it scientifically or in a black and white sense, but we have to put our faith somewhere because as addicts, we will make anything our higher power. Whatever you focus on becomes your higher power or your God, Mm -hmm. whether it's a man, a woman, a drug, a substance, 
anxiety, depression. So this is the step where we do believe from step two that something bigger than us can help us. And right. then step three is letting it do that right. by surrendering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's when we struggle with that or we fight it and say, oh, I don't know if I can do that. That's a great thing for a sponsor to bring to your attention. Well, did you not do this before? Like for me, my higher power would have been my ex mm-hmm. because I let my ex take care of me. I let my ex clean up my messes. I let my ex decide when I'd had enough. I let my ex drive or call us a cab, decide it was time for us to leave a party because I was starting to get out of control. You know, I feel, I would feel, I would feel bad. I don't feel so bad anymore. I've made my amends, but for years, like even Christmas parties, it was always put on my ex to make that decision of when's it going to be time to leave. Mm -hmm. And you know, she never knew how quickly I was going to turn into a shit show. There were times I was a shit show before dinner even hit the table at the Chris, at the staff Christmas party. Yeah. So I'm many, uh, many a Christmas party. I remember being in the bathroom for most of the evening and missing the dinner. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I have here? Um, God is everything or God is nothing, which is it? I remember my sponsor saying that to me, like, you know, this is it. You have to make a decision. Are you in or out? Are you willing to believe or not? All I'm asking is that you try. Are you willing? Okay. I don't have to define it. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to fully believe in it just yet, but I have to be willing to be open to believe in it. You ha- yeah, because faith and trust don't happen mm. just on their own accord. No. You have to take action to make it happen. That's why we call it a program of action. You can't just sit there and, you know, you can't just will yourself a six pack or will yourself a date. <laughs> like you got to go out and make these things happen. That's right. And that's why it says made a decision. You don't have to be like full, like you said, you don't have to understand it fully, but make the decision, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that higher power and I'm going to actually put it into practice in my life now. It, this is a great um, explanation too. If you've been in the program for a while and a while could be five years, 20 years, whatever, and people in your family or in your circle are saying, why do you still go to AA? Here's the perfect explanation. Step three. Yeah. Because... When I go to a meeting as a newcomer and I hear an old timer or a long timer, because not all the long timers are old. Some of them came in at 19 Mm -hmm. and they're only 40 and they've got 20 years, 21 years sobriety, right? Like our friend came in at a young age and she has 32, 33 years of sobriety. So she's a long timer. And when I hear them share about their experience What they're telling me is, hey, they drank like I drank. Even though they look like they've got it all together Mm -hmm. and they're peaceful and they have serenity and life doesn't throw them on their ass every time it throws them a curveball, what they're telling me is that it used to. And then in order to survive that, they drank like I drank. And then the strength part comes from their share when they share with me how things um, got worse for them and then they ended up in AA and they change their behavior, um, experience strength, and then they share the hope part, which tells me how by taking these steps and doing the things that were suggested, um, life is better for them. Life is different. Right? So that's the, mm-hmm. the importance of the share from the long timer telling me, hey, things are going to get better. Be Here's done. how. And yep. by listening to that and seeing the change that's happened in them, 
that helps me trust and believe, which gives me, leads me to faith, mm-hmm. trusting that what happened for them is going to happen for me. And faith is hard for us because it, it involves mystery. And as an addict, I don't like to be unsure about anything. So in order to take the leap, you definitely have to embrace some kind of supernatural, inexplicable, miraculous thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not that hard to see miracles when you come to the fellowship or here. This is why it's so important to be at speaker meetings too, just as much as closed meetings, because you get to hear somebody talk about how it's a miracle. Mm. Like my very good friend is celebrating her six years today. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she can't believe it. She's like six years, alcohol free. Like that is a miracle. And it is, it is one day is a miracle for a lot of us. Because a lot of us, we didn't think that we could survive. I And I, I remember when I first came in, it would fill me with such sadness, a thought, the thought of life without alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's such a silly thing now. Like, I laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe that that was my problem. That was an issue for me. Well, because you know life is so much bigger now. Right. When you're at the end, all that matters is the pill or the booze or the person. Yeah. And then you, it puts blinders on and you can't see what life is really about. So I came up with this analogy when we had our little time out and we went and had our little rest. Mm-hmm. When we plug into a source of power, we just run better. Mm-hmm. If you put fuel in your tank, like you need to, we needed to fill up your car to get here with gas. So we needed fuel. And the fuel that we used to put in there was low octane fuel. It was um, grain fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we were grain fed with the power of alcohol. That's what used to help us going. But now... That was our old juice. Our new juice is a new supply of fuel, a higher source, which is spiritual juice. I love that. That was my new little analogy. My new supply, I plug into a different type of power now, and yeah. it's a supply of spirituality. And, yeah. and then I'm doing things on a higher principle, and it helps me get out of um, ego, and it helps me get out of self. Because now instead of my will, instead of me always thinking about selfish things and what's in it for me and what do I think, what are my thoughts, what are my feelings, if I'm working my program actively, then I'm thinking, okay, what, what is the higher choice here? What would God's will be? Yeah, which is hard, mm-hmm. but that's why you have sponsors and mentors and people that you can talk. We will never really know the mind of God or else we, we couldn't call it God. Mm-hmm. But we can usually discern good from bad. Right. And usually the highest good is something that comes from a higher power. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like a higher choice. For me, a higher choice is something that is devoid of self-centered, self-seeking, self, self-pitying self type mm-hmm. behavior. Um, and I always use that uh, phrase, um, I need to check my thinking. Because my, my go-to, my default... A lot of people don't like the, the phrase um, defects of character, mm-hmm. but okay, think of it as your default. What's your default setting? My default setting was to take care of myself, self-preservation. Yeah. So I became self-centered, self-seeking, self-pitying. So a higher choice is void of those things. Yeah. A higher choice is what's good for the rest of us. What's good for us? Yeah. The we we start to think of the we, which is one of the beauties of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we don't see defects of character as like 
pain and suffering is not a defect. Abuse or mistreatment is not a defect. When we talk about defects, it's those things that run our show and lead us to make very poor decisions. Mm -hmm. That's a character defect, like anger, resentment, jealousy, pity. Mm -hmm. Those things driving the bus are not good. Um, Emotions are a very bad driver. They need to be in the back seat. And they need to be held to a higher authority, which is usually good common sense, which is a good thing usually to get from a sponsor, your higher power, whatever it is. And um, as God as we understand him, that also means that my God is none of your business and your God is none of my business. It's between you and your sponsor and you and your God. Mm -hmm. So I would be wary of anybody that's like, this is who God is. This is what he says. This is what you should do. That's none of our business. It's like hands off. Yeah. Maybe in other circles, religious circles, that might be acceptable. But as a religious person, you cannot come into this room and disrespect the fact that it's a spiritual program and it was not made by me or you. It was made by two men who have successfully given us a model for millions of addicts to recover and in my opinion does not need to be messed with. Right. Which is why we don't need to change the the language of the book, even though it might rub us the wrong way sometimes, or we might think, oh, that's like sexist language. We don't need to change it. We need to find the good in it. Yep. And we don't need to find how we're different. We need to find how we're the same, how we're alike, yeah. and how can we benefit and how can we live our life. Um, chapter five, page 58, talks a lot about this part of the program, and it talks about that turning point. This is where we make the decision. And basically, this is where you decide. Are you in Alcoholics Anonymous or are you out? Yeah. And that's where we find it. Like you just said, if all of these steps come from chapter five, um, is it 58 or 59? Anyways, if you want to know where to find the steps, they're there. But there's also the 12 and 12, which we use all the time. It's like the sister book to uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And each chapter in the 12 and 12 is designed to discuss a step. So that's also a very incredibly, uh, very helpful resource. So the steps themselves are actually right on page 59. The chapter starts on page 58. Okay. So how it works. And then page 59 is actually listing all the steps. And then like you said, step three in the 12 and 12 is page 34. Begins on page 34. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the the great spiritual tools that comes out of step three, of course, is the step three prayer which is also in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, And I love using this prayer because at first I didn't know how to pray. Um, How I used to pray was like basically asking a genie to grant my wishes Mm -hmm. or or bargaining or bartering. Okay, God, I'll never do that again if you just save me this time, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's a lot of people who um, belong to religious organizations who come in to Alcoholics Anonymous and then they hear about God and they're like, well, I already go to church and I already pray and how come I can't stay sober? You know, we've seen ministers, we've seen priests, Mm -hmm. we've seen nuns Mm -hmm. come into the program, alcoholics. And they're like, well, I already believe in that. So again, it talks about Um, understanding uh, and letting go of ego, you know, are we fully letting go of ego? Are we fully giving our lives over to the power of something greater? Yeah. And we're not asking you to, well, we are asking you to believe, but it's not a matter of, well, I already believe in that. It's a matter of taking action. Like we all know that saying God helps those who help themselves. I already got the God thing down, but now Mm -hmm. I have to help myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's dangerous to believe 
as a religious person that prayer is all it takes because there's lots of amazingly devout, selfless people that still die from chronic illness or disease or have bad things happen to them. Mm -hmm. So, which is probably why a lot of us end up in the program questioning if there's a God. Right. But belief is great, but action with that belief is the best case scenario in terms of the steps. And we're in no means saying that um, prayer stops death, stops illness, you know, it doesn't take away uh, all those problems. But I believe that asking for help and relying upon that trust and that faith um, that, that it's already taken care of uh, is going to help you have an easier life. Because mm -hmm. what it does is it frees me from worry. It frees me from fear. It frees me from resentment. And it helps free me from anger. It doesn't mean that I don't have those emotions or those feelings. It means that now I have a place to put them, a mm -hmm. healthy place. Like I can ask God, oh, I'm feeling really pissed off and ang angry and resentful. Please take this from me. Mm -hmm. But I have to be willing to let it go. That's too. the thing. He is not going to pry open your fingers <laughs> to get what's in your hand. You're going to have to let it go. Yeah. And we talk about that later in some other steps coming up six in six and, and seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, I think we've talked about this before too. When you embrace the uh, reliance on this power, the dependence mm. is a kind of strength. And an independence. Yes. The more I depend on my higher power, the more independent I am. Right. It frees me up when I'm not relying on myself and I'm putting that reliance in something greater. It frees me up to have other feelings and emotions and focus on joy and... And to do other things. Like I just mm -hmm. had an image of someone with a walker, someone who can't walk, mm -hmm. who's completely not independent and doesn't want to rely on anything, but then they get a walker and now they've freed up. They can go get their mail at the end of the driveway. They can go make themselves tea in the kitchen mm -hmm. because they're relying on something to help them. My wife's Oma is 94. She just turned 94 and uh, she, you know, lost her license a few years ago and couldn't drive anymore. And then she had, she would walk everywhere, but then she had, she had a couple falls and she had trouble walking, but she got a walker with a little seat on it. And every now and again, we'd drive through the neighborhood and we'd see her. And she would be going for her walk, and then the walker has a seat on it so she could stop and have a rest. So cute. And sit on her walker and take her little break. And yes, but she loves it. She loves getting out and walking, and mm -hmm. she's reliant on that walker, but I don't think she sees it as a burden. I think she's quite happy that she has it. Mm -hmm. She's grateful. Mm -hmm. My will equals my thoughts and feelings. My life um, is the actions and the behaviors. So for me, that okay. helped me with trying to figure out well, what am I turning over? When I talk about turning my will and my life over to a power greater, what exactly is that to me? And to me, that summed it up. My well, will is my thoughts and my feelings, and my life is, my, is the actions and behaviors. Yeah, instead of jumping into action, like I am used, when I don't turn my will and my life over to a greater power, I just am in reaction and I do what I want to do. Mm. The second I say, guide me, help me. What's the right course of action? What do my steps tell me? What do my prayers tell me? That's the surrender right there. That's giving your will and your life over to something different mm. than yourself. And say the serenity prayer. God, Let's say it. God, grant me grant the serenity, serenity to, to accept the things, things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and, and the, the wisdom, wisdom to know the difference. And to me, when I look at those things like, um, grant me and give me, I get these things back. Like I get acceptance. I get courage. I get wisdom. Mm -hmm. When I ask God for help, 
these are the things that I get. I love that. It's helped me a lot, that prayer. What's the step three prayer? Do you want to read that? Yes. God, I offer myself to thee. I don't know if I have it at the top of my head. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thy wilt. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear bear witness. witness. I'm just doing this off the cuff. Yeah. I don't know. To those I would help of thy power. There it is. God, I offer. I think you did the whole thing. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage mm. of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. Beautiful. May I do thy will always. Um. And then Amen. My sponsor said, you know, if that's too thy for you, if that's too religious. If thy doth not like that prayer. <laughs> change it. Just rewrite rewrite it in normal yeah, everyday English. Yeah, what page English. is that on? That's on page 63. Okay. In the um, how it works section. And that's at Dr. Bob's house. You can actually do your step three. That the big book is laid on the bed and our highlights by the way on instagram you can take a tour of dr bob's house as i went through it when we went on our trip yes um and the book is open on the bed and a lot of people will kneel and pray and say that prayer and that's where they do their step three so it's got a really cool energy in that room does to know that thousands of people have knelt in that same spot as you're kneeling in and said the same thing and surrendered and asked for help it's quite moving Something else on the other page that I have highlighted is, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. And that's where it talks about the self-will run Run riot. riot. (laughs) That's why we need a higher power. Mm -hmm. That's why we need to learn to stop, you know, just making these decisions willy-nilly. We need to ask for help. We need to stop and check our thinking. You know, I don't check every thought and every action with my sponsor, but in the beginning, I certainly checked quite a few of them and, uh, major decisions, you know? Well, it's like, you know, learning to do, to do gymnastics at one point you need a coach to hold you every step of the way. And then you get better and better and better. And then you start to do it. And then you start to be able to do it without even thinking. And it just becomes a natural part of how you do your flips and tumbles for whoever does gymnastics. And when you ride a bicycle, you know, your parents' hands are on you. They have training wheels on your little bike. And then um, they take a training wheel off. And now you have just one training wheel. And then they take both training wheels off. And then their hands are still on you. And then you think they're there. And they're not there anymore. And you're riding. And that's how it happens gradually. One step at a time. Indeed. And this has been step three. So we hope you've enjoyed our interpretation. Uh, I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And we are interpreting the 12 steps as we go. This is step three. We hope you'll join us by pressing play and moving on to step four. See you there.